1: Hello and good evening to all of my good eggs here. This is Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily, but with a twist tonight, because it is not <laughs> just Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. No, it is not. It is Talk Wrestling takes over Alex oh, McCarthy's yeah. Wrestling Daily. It is the dynamic Talk Sport tag team. You see it in the background. It is my main man. Although, role reversal tonight, Will Gavin is my main man. Do you want a little
2: two. tour of the studio? Because yeah. I am in talk to towers me. as we speak young man so uh mate thank you so much for having me on i've been banging on about it for ages <laughs> desperately wanting to come on and then the night that i want to come on someone calls in pulls a sickie and i am stuck in work instead of at home where i was meant to be on my beautiful hd setup with my ring light and i was i was ready i was pumped for this um but it's all good because we're going to pull off a show and it's going to be great anyway despite the fact that i'm still stuck in the talksport 2 office
1: yeah so when when you said you were dialing in and if the Talksport internet held up, I was like, oh, <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> that, like that's, that's sadly a thing where we work, but no, it seems to be holding up great. The camera quality maybe not up to its usual standard, but honestly, people want you in HD, not me. Genuine. <laughs> it's this is the, be- it, this is the best. This is best Look at this.
1: Look at that face. Oh,
2: I feel like oh, I oh that is saucy, my friend. I, I am loving that. Um, Loving and, it.
1: and on that note, uh, Will, James G says, oh, brilliant. They've got Frankie Boyle on tonight.
2: Oh, come <laughs> on. I've been here for 10 seconds or something. Like, come on. Um, I have to say, I think my beard's looking fantastic. At least he didn't say fat Frankie Boyle, which I've had. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: saw you share something on Instagram the other day. Um, like you were in the studio with someone, and I was like, it was a different blazer. Your hair looked fresh. I was like, who is this Will Gavin? This is Mate. not the this is not the mess that I met in New Orleans. Who is this man?
2: <laughs> uh, you say a different blazer. Every blazer I have is stunning. I am the Thomas not the Thomas Ducal, the Julian Nagelsmann of uh <laughs> of digital radio, and I look fantastic in New York.
1: Not the Seth Rollins, no? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll take the Seth Rollins. I'm not quite sure I could rock the Seth Rollins, but I think I can. I think Nagelsmann's more my, my speed, I'm going to be honest.
1: Sure. Uh, guys, thank you for joining us so much tonight. We always appreciate your company here on the Wrestling Daily. While you're here, give us that thumbs up. Give us that subscribe button. Do all your bit to be part of the Good Egg community. Of course, as well, we are on Twitter, and that would be Daily at restdaily. Make sure you give that a follow. And while you're here... I'm such a beautiful segwayer. You'll see.
2: Oh, it's it, yeah. honestly why I'm hosting the radio show rather than <laughs> you is is astonishing because this is this is professional work. It is very fine. Exactly
1: where where I'm heading here. You see our handles in the top uh, corners of the show, and I want to direct you to Will Gavin's handle because he doesn't get enough wrestling chat on Twitter. This is a versatile man. He's hosted many shows. He's led many a broadcast of many different sports, but his heart. His heart beats fondly for wrestling, uh, and when he has an opinion, because he's amassed a thirteen thousand or whatever it is following that knows him for other things, he doesn't get the 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 desired reaction that he deserves for his passion for wrestling. I am imploring you, good eggs, to head over to Will Gav and give him a follow.
2: Do it. Do it. it. Look at this. I would love to be able to do more wrestling content on social media. I actually, uh, I've just uh, between finishing my day job and coming back in to have to cover for this person tonight to make sure that the radio station doesn't go off air. I uh, I was in uh, the uh, I was actually in a, a popular fast food restaurant chain with a man who oh. is a manager. Thanks, WrestleScope who's just followed me on Twitter uh, with a, a manager here at TalkSport who happens to also be a wrestling fan. I haven't told you something, Al, that I did over WrestleMania weekend. I don't think I've told you this. Okay. I'm I'm pretty sure I didn't tell you this. Maybe we might have talked about it on the show, and I've just forgotten about it. So Saturday night of WrestleMania, we finish our special on Talk Sport 2, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a great show, and I finish off, and I get home, and I uh, crack open a cold one, Stone Cold style. No, I don't smash them all over the living room, but... (laughs) I crack open another cold one another, and and by the time we get to the main event, I'm feeling a little bit, you know, cheery. I'm enjoying it. It's been a great WrestleMania. I may or may not have finally pulled the trigger and bought myself a winged eagle belt. Did you?
1: How much? I need to know, right? Because if you bought the real McCoy, that sets
2: you back. How much, Will? It was on the fat discount, I have to say. Right. That's why I went for it. Okay. Normally they they cost what like four hundred quid something like yeah. that. Easy. I got it. I got it for just above two hundred on the discount. So. Do I was about to
1: say, do you have it? But you're at work. I'm gutted. Oh, uh, mate, uh, mate.
2: Well, now you just have to have me back on, so I can come on wearing the belt and be giving it the big one. But uh, yeah, my friend, the person who works with us, the manager that loves it, encouraged me to bring it into work, and I was like, uh, I'm not sure. Mm, is that the right? Yeah, I don't know. There were about three other people there, and they were ready for it. They were all like, bring it in, get it out, like, particularly as it was like a 90s wrestling belt. Yeah. Got the, big, got the big pop. So Monday, for Talk Wrestling on Monday, I'm going to be with the winged eagle strap across my shoulder.
1: I'm going to imagine that Joe Anflit is the man we're talking about here. It he is. was he- heavily endorsing it. it. And um, so some of you may or may not know, WrestleTalk had like – you know, a TV show back in the day. Right. And uh, Joe used to portray characters on there. I don't know if you even know this, Will. Oh, you... no, I do. Aha. Uh-huh. Right. You, you need to, to YouTube it because it's hilarious stuff. But anyway, I would feel very confident walking into the building with the bell if I had Joe Flip having my back. He's a powerful man, Will. It's fine.
2: It, we got into conversations about what the stable would be called, who would go into the <laughs> office and start, you know, just taking down with steel chairs and kendo sticks. It, it got a little bit involved. Oh, the Friday McDonald's goes down well. I have oh, to what? say... I'm allowed to eat on this. I'm, I'm telling you, right, this is going what happen. you want. This is... Um, this is know, a lot
1: more no-holds-barred than, uh, than our show,
2: for sure. Maybe, maybe the least professional behaviour you and I have ever displayed <laughs> in any kind of situation. I'm going to head back into the office while we're live on air. I'm going to grab my Friday McDonald's and head back into the office.
1: See, see, to a degree, you can say what you want on this show as well. Whereas <sighs> when I was, uh, when I was, we were, no, not last show, the one before we were recording. And I, I, I for some reason, thought you could say shite on national radio. And uh, Will,
2: <laughs> it was Will, astonishing.
1: Yeah. Will and our producer promptly shut that down and said, what do you think you're doing?
2: Uh, and that they- was that. There was an amazing moment this week, and this is just us talking about work now. There was an astonishing moment this week where there's a very big piece of talk sport-related breaking news coming in the coming weeks. I can't tell you about because it is genuinely massive. And it's kind of slowly spread around the office. You know that way an office rumour does? People have slowly found out about it. Oh my God, do you mean, really? Mm. I can tell you it's about someone who's joining us for our Euros coverage, who is an amazing name. And then the host of our afternoon show, Addy Oladipo, decided to just blurt it out on air. Just decided to tell the world. Fortunately, I was the person who was in the studio on the other side. And we have something in radio called a dump button, which allows you to make the last seven seconds of existence not happen. And I managed to hit it in time and nobody found out, but it was astonishing that he just decided to go. So honestly, yours was the second biggest faux pas on radio in the last week.
1: (laughs) He went into business for himself, Addy. I, I, I knew he would. I knew it. Uh, that reminds me, at this point, of course, you know what the titular news is, which we will get into momentarily. That would be, I mean, I woke up this morning and there was quotes from Triple H, Stephanie McMahon. And I'm like, what is going on? I'd seen the trash bag tweet from Mickey James. And we will talk about the fallout from that. And people have lost jobs over it. So we will get into that momentarily. But Will Gavin is here today. Of course, my co-host, the host, in fact, for Talk Wrestling on Monday nights. We're always on 7 till 9. We are the tag team that brings you all of the top interviews from the business week to week. It's a great show. I hope you guys uh, come and enjoy
2: us. I have to say, it's kind of you to refer to us as a tag team. I very much feel like if we're a tag team, you're AJ Styles, I'm Omos, and I am just there. (laughs) I'm nothing more than eye candy. You are clearly the ring worker here. You are the guy who is out there busting his ass while I just stand there and look pretty.
1: Uh, I mean, I write 90-something percent of the shows. But what I will say, um, the Special Olympics stuff you did was fantastic. You no, do bring stuff to the table you do and and uh, when I was in Fight island you took over the interviews is th- this is the thing about will is um before i got to talk sport really he was kind of holding it down keeping the flame alive because there really was nothing was it
2: no we used to uh, associate ourselves with another podcast who shall go unnamed <laughs> uh, as part of talk sport and there was a little bit of bits on the website and I really pushed hard on us doing more of it. And we did some bits on air. And when we did that Mania in New Orleans, they gave us control of the of the main talk sport accounts and the numbers we were doing. Like, I, I filmed Taker's entrance when he came out for the John Cena nonsense. And that, in three in the morning, on our website, did astonishing numbers. Mm. Like, really, genuinely phenomenal stuff. And I... <laughs> They they saw the value in that and went yeah 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 great 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 but it's only really a, a big event thing isn't it it's not something we're going to do regularly. Mm-hmm. Alex McCarthy comes in, starts putting the, that content out on the website. They see the numbers and they're like, ah, maybe there is something in this wrestling business. And look where we are now. Yeah, exactly that. To be honest, um, we've really got to stop patting each other on the back here. This is becoming
1: <laughs> this a is what people, this is what people tune in for apparently. Um, <laughs> I must say though, right, and this and this is um, just staggering. For Talk Sport, the biggest article this month is indeed a wrestling article. Will take a guess at what Mike Tyson punching uh, Cash Wheeler, or is Dax Hardwood? I can't even remember who he punched. One of FDR. <laughs> One of FDR. Right? FDR yeah. One of FDR.
2: <laughs> sure, uh, guys. Sure. Just missed all that.
1: How, how much, how much, how many clicks do you think that's done to date?
2: Now, you did tell me a while ago what it did, but I think what you have to do is some context here. Mm-hmm. Because you know what would be an article like? If an article did say a hundred thousand clicks, would that be good? Yeah, really good, really yeah.
1: good. Uh, like a good article. If you if you for us, um twenty five thousand is kind of like that was good, right? And then it, when you get into like the hundred thousand it's like wow, that's that's done great, right? um For context, since we're since we're on the subject, my next best after this is seventy thousand and I've got like several lurking around 50, 40 um, but the next the the, the main one obviously is is Tyson and AEW, what do you think it did?
2: All right, kayfabe I'll say I think it went for (laughs) 150,000 it did
1: six hundred and wow. twenty-seven. Unbelievable. I love that you've gone that
2: specific with it as well.
1: I've got it in front of me, Will. I'm not going to shortchange myself. All right? This is premium work. Every
2: click counts.
1: <laughs> Indeed, it does. But, of course, having Will Gavin here, I wanted the viewers watching, we have what we call on this show, Will, Ultra Chats. That means if they donate a certain amount, we will read it out on the show, because via the Mod Mother, you'll get to know Will. Uh, the lovely moderators. They will obviously yeah. give us the goods. We will read out whatever they have to say. If they want to debate, if they want to say, Will looks like Frank. Boy, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want, you can have read out. Um, it so hurts. please guys. It really you, hurts. You can see at the bottom, wrestletalk.com, forward slash wrestling daily. You know what to do. But without further ado... Let's get into the news that we saw breaking last night. Now, Will, did did you see this all in one foul swoop? Did you see Mickey James's tweet last night? What was your reaction to the trash bag gate?
2: So, I saw it as I get much of my wrestling news, and I'm not just saying this because I've been invited on the show tonight. But I got my <laughs> version of the wrestling news from Alex McCarthy. Uh, <laughs> your your tweet popped up in my feed, quote tweeting the Mickey James tweet, essentially suggesting how disgusting this was, and off the back of that, I went into a classic social media, Twitter news hole. I went Deep to, life. you know, exactly. I went to all the usual sources. I should probably say Louis's name here, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I went to all the usual sources. I saw what news there was out there. I found out about Mark Carano. I, I kind of... The whole thing was absolutely astonishing, and I think doubly so, because not only when you see what happened... The fact that a a genuine legend, a future Hall of Famer, someone in Mickey James, who we talked about this on our show. But when Mickey came on with us around the Super Bowl, the the conversation with her around the way that women are treated when they hit over 35, let alone over 40, over 45. Comparatively with how the men are treated, how guys like Edge, like AJ, like these guys who can be a bit older and guys like Daniel Bryan are even getting up there now can be a bit older and be treated with the level of respect and reverence and and still be seen as guys who can be absolutely top workers. And yet someone like Mickey, who all oh, I'm not saying she's coming in and, and main eventing WrestleMania, but the women's mid card on WWE isn't great at the moment. non-existent. And you think about a talent like Chelsea Green, who could be really fun, really exciting, something it could be, could get over massively on TV and you pair her with someone like Mickey James, who can not only work with her to help her, but also together, what a great pairing that would be and the callbacks to the Trish stuff. And you think about something like that and you just think to yourself, that's money to me. That That's astonishing that you're not thinking that's going to do business on TV. On a show like Monday Night Raw, particularly where there are, and I'm a WWE stan, I am someone who will back the product a lot more than many others. But Raw has its problems, and majority of them come out being three hours long. There's space for a mid-card there. So to let someone like Mickey James go was already a problem. To let her go and then send her, this I guess, the stuff from her locker, the stuff that she left over, in a trash bag, no less, it is disrespectful is an understatement.
1: Yeah, the message it was sent was terrible. It's worth noting that Gail Kim kind of weighed in and said – this is typically a, a woman type deal because they keep certain things on the road that stop, you know, I don't know, makeup, things like that, that prevents them having to bring it from to and from their house every single week. Right. This is, this is a long practice. According to Gail Kim.
2: You're, so, you're more likely to have stuff that is at your WWE in your locker, your traveling locker, as it were.
1: Right. Exactly. So the women more often than not are the ones who, who get, these belongings returned to them now also you know mickey is just the first one who really kicked off right and she didn't even really kick off she did it very subtly to be fair um but there was a lot of women gillian hall being one um there was a few others who popped up and was like yep this happened to me uh i think ah can't remember her name now it's gonna bug me I, I saw them in the comments anyway. There was like three or four. Maria Canellis. There you go. So yeah, Maria Canellas.
2: Yeah, Gillian. There, like... there was a
1: few, there was a few who, who basically said, Yeah, yeah, I've had that too. Um, mm-hmm. so it's it's not new, it's not like absent-minded or anything. WWE know that they do this, right? But um, I also saw men like Leo Rush and others who were just like, Wow, really? So um Mickey was obviously the first one to to bring it. Now I go to bed. And I wake up and Triple H and Stephanie McMahon have commented on it and they are not happy. Right. It's worth noting. They were not. And I I guess like to state the obvious here, this is not under the things that Triple H and Stephanie McMahon will handle. Right. This is not something that Vince McMahon goes, make sure she gets it in a trash bag. Um, You know, although I did see CM Punk. Kind of go, hmm. You know, he 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 replied with a gift because, of course, he got his termination papers on the day
2: of his wedding.
1: So, WWE don't
2: have great previous. He got he got FedExed his termination papers on the day of his wedding. I was at um, I was in Chicago when he appeared ahead of AEW's big pay per view last year, and his telling of that story on stage is is astonishing. Honestly. To the point where he says, like, he actually respects a lot of those guys. And he gave a lot of respect to Triple H that day for what he's done since. But the way that he talks about it back then, it's amazing. Sorry, uh, tangents are something we specialize in. It's fair to say. It's fine. It is fine.
0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: And uh so it's worth let me just reading out the tweet. So Stephanie McMahon said, Mickey James, I am embarrassed! you or anyone else would be treated this way i apologize personally and on behalf of wwe the person responsible is no longer with the company Uh, we'll move on to that shortly triple h says upon learning of the disrespectful treatment some of our recently released talent received on behalf of the company we took immediate action the person responsible for this inconsiderate action has been fired and is no longer with WWE. And that leads us on to what Wrestling Inc. and Fightful reported that it was Mark Carano who got his marching orders, Senior Director of Talent Relations. Of course, his role had been kind of marginalized and reduced with Johnny Ace, Johnny Laurinaitis coming back in to that position. But anyway, this was obviously something that fell under his remit and clearly been something he'd been doing for a while they were not happy so he was the one who was let go and Fightful went on Sean Ross this is to say Fightful has learned that Johnny Ace has been calling up several of the release stars to apologize to them personally as this has happened with more than one um sometimes I guess just just firing someone doesn't really clean up the problem but I guess in this instance they're kind of going out of their way to say you know this is something that we didn't really know about and we're trying to do our best to make amends. I mean, what do you make of WWE's action, Will?
2: Yeah. I. So the thing that amazes me about Carano, the thing that I, I find really intriguing about what's happened there, is that it was only how long ago, like three, four weeks ago, that we got uh, Lisa Marie Varon, a.k.a. Victoria, on our mm. show. And she told us about how it was Carano that reached out to her, how he still has these phenomenal relationships with so many of the old talent who particularly the female talent, like apparently great relationships with the female talent. And you know, Lisa does that show with the likes of you know Mickey and she does work with Gail and she does like there is a group of these women from that era who do absolutely phenomenal work. And so for it to have been of all people for me karana she told that phenomenal story about the bobby story that we put out on social yeah. media about how they take the mickey out of uh, out of bobby lashley because he's got one of those voicemails that instead of leaving a full message for people saying oh you've reached the voicemail of will gavin it said like <laughs> you just leave your you just leave your name so it goes like you have reached the voicemail of will and apparently bobby lashley just goes barbie it is a really feminine <laughs> and she and her and mark around have a big joke i It's like he seems like a reasonably decent human being so i i mean it's pure it's, it would only be speculation on my part to say whether or not he is the person behind this but i was just surprised i was just astonished that that was where the feet at whose it lay
1: yeah uh, i mean again i don't know anything about this in terms of anything prior to what's happened. So I'm learning as everyone else is in terms of what transpired. Um, and I didn't know that Carano sorted all that stuff out. I interviewed uh, Sin Cara last night, as people may or may not have seen on my Twitter feed today. Uh, Sinta De Oro, his name actually is these days, but he was known as Sin Cara in WWE. And we were talking about his release and he had nice things to say about Carano as well. And this is before we realised what had happened, right? Like mere hours before. So interesting Like uh, you know, people have differing opinions, but I guess that's the way of the world in general, to be fair, Will. <clears throat> so there we have it. Um, speaking of differing opinions, there was another blood feud on Twitter yesterday. I don't know if you saw this or not. And it was between a young Charlotte Flair and David Meltzer. Now, we reported the other day,
2: I say we, I, um, that <laughs> what you're saying that I didn't have a huge part to play in this, I am <laughs> devastated and offended. Well, people
1: were like wrestling daily, and I was like, eh, I don't know if that's really
2: it <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, we'd said that
1: Charlotte was taking time off for dental work, that's why she's kayfabe suspended right now. Now, that hasn't been denied or anything, but the way that Meltzer kind of embellished on the story and like reported it seems to have been where Charlotte Flair got very upset with the way that he did it. Um, you know, it, it, you, you have to play the clip to really give it the full justification because I can see why Meltzer doesn't really think that he's done that much wrong or was saying that much wrong. But the fact is that he basically insinuated she was getting a full makeover and she was getting a lot of work done. That's kind of the problem where she's just having dental work There isn't, you know, he he starts going off on this tangent about how WWE puts so much pressure on uh, their superstars to look great and, you know, maybe to have surgery and to look perfect and stuff. Um, It just didn't really resonate greatly. Let me read out to you what Charlotte said um, in response. Yeah, I just listened. I thought Dave Meltzer would have learned this lesson last time commenting about women's body in reference to Peyton Royce. That would be. But apparently I'm fair game. So I get to respond again to a rumour about my body again. You know what? This is when I stop. Dave, go to hell. Wow. Uh, Then uh, the reply to that, she says, you have my phone number. It would have taken you 30 seconds to ask as opposed to straight crap to your listeners. Grow up. Grow up's a great dig. Uh, For you, of all people, to comment on a woman's looks. Uh, Do you have any shame, decency or professionalism left at all? Find a mirror. Look hard, Dave. I mean, no punches are pulled there, Will.
2: No. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking as you're wrong. I like, wow, she is not holding back. Um, I'm intrigued by the for you of all people, unless it's a reference specifically to the kind of the issues that he has had Previously, that there have been some suggestions before, and particularly around Charlotte and you know what we're referring to about previous surgeries and when she'd had time off before and what that was related to, and there was yeah. a lot of assumed knowledge about all of that. Uh, you know, certainly, even you know, I'm not a crack journalist like Alex. I'm just a Mark that talks about wrestling on radio for a couple of hours a week, but. I, uh, yeah, I had even heard from people those rumours, but you wonder how those things start. And it, it comes down to, in the same way that I've seen some people saying in the comments, it really disgusts them that it's become a gender issue, what happened with Gail Kim and what, what happened there. This, again, is something that you wonder what would be said if it was a male superstar who was taking time off with a kayfabe injury, but it was for something either cosmetic or something personal or something. It does feel like there is another standard. Okay. We're talking about two white men talking about this, which feels like a lot of time wrestling journalism can be a bit like that. So we are not qualified to talk about this. And that is always the kind of conversation when I talk about in our jobs, when you talk with, with the female presenters or male presenters or presenters of BAME backgrounds and they have to talk about the, you know, the the abuse they receive on social media and you have to be like, I literally don't get it. I don't mean that in a rude way. I've just, I don't, I've never had to experience that in my life. I just, it feels like the way that this has been treated, it does feel like something that is sexist, that it is related to gender and that's just doesn't need to happen in 2021 or you hope it doesn't need to happen in 2021.
1: I feel like he rambled himself into the hole. Do you know what I mean? What Like what
2: Dave does. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, I nearly rambled myself into a hole there. So I, I get that element of it. But yeah, I, I like, like it, it just I, I needed to be. I,
1: I heard I heard she was having dental work. That's all it. You know, I mean, that's that's basically what we said the other day. There's no need to elaborate. Right. There's no need to be like, why is she getting those teeth done? Like whatever it doesn't. That's it. That's by the by. Um uh, to, to speculate that she's under pressure to look a certain way and is having work done or whatever. Uh, it's the same that we did with Peyton Royce. Like the whole wording with it, it just
2: I, it doesn't I, sit right. It I, just doesn't know, sit right at all.
1: I sim- I'd si- I'm going to be very careful how I say this because I'm not sympathizing with Dave in this situation at all. But the, the man is like on radio like every day, I think. And a lot of the time, what he does. Like he'll say something, this is like a totally different topic almost, and it's news when actually he's just talking, right? Um, and I think he gets himself into these problems because he does just talk, and and the things that flow from his mouth, like I don't know, with some of his viewpoints, if whether just talking is wise uh, sometimes. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. Like, I I do I do respect him as like a historian and to a degree, a journalist for sure, but it's like. Uh, it's pretty indefensible to, to, to like you said, have these like outdated. Mea- meandering outdated thoughts. Yeah. Like don't, you know, why are you letting your mind wander on something? Like just report the fact, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway.
2: And, 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 and like, what I will say is that when I've had personal experiences of meeting with Dave Meltzer, he's always been very kind, given you time, like being a nice enough guy. Like I've never had any personal negative experiences with him. I just kind of look at it and think to myself, God, just this doesn't feel like it should be hard to respect people yeah exactly <laughs> and yet somehow it appears to be
1: like you I mean the, the peyton royce thing is a, an example that you learn your lesson right you got a lot of backlash for that and yet yeah, there you have it um funnily enough i i've only met dave once in the flesh which was at uh double or nothing aw's first ever show and he was he was fine i've never like interacted with him online or digitally or anything the only thing but he added me on linkedin really strangely <laughs> like of all, of all the things that you could have done he added me on linkedin
2: very strange um i um i i met him at revolution the same year that um that cm punk was uh was doing that uh that stand-up chat and i remember talking indie tag teams with him and you know you'd got in deep when i'm like you know, uh, getting in deep into British indie tag teams with someone—you're like, I've probably gone too far here, and I need to, leave. <laughs> and I need to take my leave. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, like, hundred percent? I don't know. You know how much progress wrestling do you watch? And I mean the good, the good old stuff. Like that's what I'm talking about, not the. Yeah, I um, I needed to be quiet, probably.
1: That reminds me, by the way, Progress have a new head of media. Did you know this will? No. They did. Tell me more. They did. Well, I mean, there's not much to say. I haven't actually answered the message yet. Um, outing myself a little bit here, but somebody, uh a, a, a certain Jake Scudder got hold of me today and said, Hey, I'm the new progress guy. So we need to set some stuff up, brother. Um, yeah. I'd love I'd love I'd love to imagine that we could get to Ali Pali in the second half of this year or something.
2: I really would. Oh, don't I'm I'm so ready to get back to live wrestling shows. Oh. I didn't realise how much I missed it until I saw fans at Mania. And like Ko was telling us with those interviews that we did with Special Olympics, he was telling us about how he was being shown, I don't remember who was it, was it double Somebody who was like backstage filmed his entrance from a show they did in Chile, like a, a house show. And the crowd was so mad. And Kay was saying he, could, he just found himself watching it again and again and again just during lockdown. Just being like, oh, I can't wait to get back to it. Like to be back at a show, whether that's a show with you know 400 people in uh, a bar <laughs> somewhere in London or whether that's you know, going to a big arena, like going back to a live wrestling show the first time is going to be insane.
1: It's a good time to remind you all that we just get past the halfway point that, of course, get your messages and questions into WrestleTalk.com forward slash Wrestling Daily. We want those ultra chats. Give us something to sink our teeth into, guys, Uh, and we'll talk about for the rest of the show. We will do a little speed round with Will Gavin on the closing stretch that I might open up for free. You can ask him whatever you like or myself. I can just be the bystander. I don't mind. I'm not precious, Um, but otherwise... Uh, will on on Monday, right? We're, we're starting something. By the way, I don't know if anyone is avid NXT UK watchers here, but it looks like we're going to have a weekly guest from NXT UK, and Primate is going to be our first.
2: Oh, that's an interesting one because I've never I've never interviewed him before. But um, Me neither. one of those people who uh, like you speak to other people in wrestling, and what they will tell you about about. Mike about Wild Boar and what they'll tell you uh, about Primate, about Jason, like they guys like uh, Pete Dunn, et cetera will just sing their praises all day long and tell you that they are some of the best workers out there in the UK and that you know seen the indie shows and they've been brilliant. But yeah, I am um, I'm all for that. Like the the stuff that he did with. Uh, you know, stuff up in the Northeast, stuff with, um, what culture and things like that always went down really well. So like, yeah, I'm all for it. I think that's great. Exciting. Yeah. Before this um, is how I find out my information. Normally it's on the show live. Cause <laughs> I just get told I'm like, by the way, tonight we're talking about, oh, are we brilliant? Great. Right. Like, old legwork McCarthy over there.
1: Uh, like day off. I send an email about two hours before and I'm like, by the way, this is who's on the show tonight. This is what we're doing. Um, And it's worked thus far, Will. We're we're, we're 18 months into our run. It's like, you know, I'll take it. I will take it at TalkSport Towers for sure. But there you have it. Uh, I don't know if anyone did watch NXT UK last night. I did. I very much like Mustache Mountain getting back together. I think um, if you're going to have them stuck over here for a while, why not? They haven't even won the tag titles in NXT UK yet. I'm down. Uh, I put them against pretty deadly. Seems like a good matchup to me. Um... You know, Joe Kofi and Eddie Dennis went at it. Would have liked Eddie Dennis to pick up the dub, if I'm honest, um, just because I think he's got good momentum in his character. And next week is Eva Valkyrie versus Miko Satomura. Eva is um, unbeaten, and Miko is kind of like the the yardstick now, right? She's like the legend who's come in, and if you want to do something, you better do it with her. And e- e- interestingly enough, Amelia McKenzie
2: – that's right, Amelia. <laughs> yeah Uh, see i still, i i'd like it's one of those that i'm struggling with but yeah
1: it is me too Uh, uh, adding a syllable seems tough anyway um she is like under the learning tree of miko so i'm assuming that there's a collision happening there down the line either with miko or ether is is isn't like those irish names strange will ether even though it's like yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) there's a uh, there's a video games journalist called ether as well and i was lucky that because of her, I'd learn I'd say it because when we <laughs> had Eve Valkyrie on the show, I was like, I know how to pronounce this name. Um, have you
1: have you seen how Neve is, pronu- is is spelled in the Irish? Isn't it with a B? No, it's it's N-I-A-M H. Like H. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Neem. Neem. It's great. Niamh. Um I'm, I'm a really big Aoife Valkyrie fan. It's a huge opportunity for her to get to face Miko Satomura, but I kind of feel like we're going to say that about a lot of women in NXT yeah. UK as they get that shot, because bringing in Miko is, is a huge get, and again, we've seen her work on the indies, but more so in Japan, and, and it's you know that she's a great draw when like they announced Kaylee Ray and Miko and you've got someone like Sasha okay yeah a company woman but going out and saying how huge that is and how having Miko in the company like she's someone who i would happily see wrestling quote unquote main roster stars as well like a proper proper legend of of the game so love that mustache mountain coming back you bang on i mean provided you and i with one of our finest memories of live wrestling when they oh, finally yeah. won the uh when they finally went and won the uh not finally when they just surprise won those nxc tag titles it was a shock uh, a shock to the system if you will i have pretty much peaked and uh yeah I, I mean, one, of the, one of the greatest pops really was t- trent seven is one of my favorite human beings in wrestling uh and tyler Bate who also seems like a lovely person, but I've kind of only spoken to him in, in passing, is, you know, he's someone who should be pushed all the way to the frigging moon.
1: You know what about Tyler Bate? Um, and, I, and, and I was thinking about this when I was watching him yesterday. Like He exudes that, like, physical charisma, right? He's got that presence. He looks like a star, works like a star. Unfortunately, it, like, compared to Trent, more so, he doesn't talk amazingly well on camera. In the flesh, he's a nice, you know, good, funny guy. I worked out with um British Strong Style. This is before Pete was like the most jacked man alive. Uh, terrifying, it, honestly, yeah, terrifying. It is, isn't it? Um, it, it was Pete, uh, Trent, and Tyler, and uh, oh god, what's the name of the personal trainer?
2: And me filming you that was the main thing, Sean. Come on, Penny's- yeah, there. there we go. Good.
1: Half and half. I like it. Um, yeah. So it just, we're a great tag team. Like you said, <laughs> that was the hot tag moment. And, uh, and Tyler was like, maybe like the, you know, the energy in that group. Like he, he was the one who was having a lot of fun. He's a very funny guy. Um, I just, yeah, I just wonder if that will ever translate to TV for him. He just doesn't seem that comfortable at the moment, but of course he's got time because he's got everything else. And I think that's why, the pairing of him and Trent is so easy. Do you know what I mean, Will? Like they think, uh, worst case scenario at this time, why he keeps developing, just let him kind of be with Trent. Because Trent really is, together, they do make the perfect tandem.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think it's an interesting one because there is, it's the perfect tandem element to the, you know, the old head and the young gun and all that stuff. And they've obviously worked together for, you think about it now, and it starts to get a bit scary that you've been watching... Tyler Bate in a wrestling since about like 17, 16 years old or something, but it's yeah. astonishing how much he's done in such a short space of time and I spotted someone in the regular comments. I know we talk about the the, the paid comments and we will get to those, but there we go. They've just put it in there. So I, as if it was, I've inspired Gatecrasher forever to bring it in. Tyler Bate and Walter and Tyler Bate against in two of the UK best takeover matches ever and that Walter match, what was always so astonishing about that to me is we were at Progress Wembley where they put on that 30 minute absolute epic and it was just as good as as UK wrestling has has ever been on that kind of scale. And then they topped it at TakeOver.
1: Yeah. and I didn't so think it was
2: possible. I did not you, think it was possible.
1: Weren't you in Chicago then at All In and I was at Cardiff? Yeah. 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 That's exactly
2: that- what happened. I, I had... same... It's mad to think that was that same weekend. I, I watched I watched Tyler Bate and Walter sat at a uh, <laughs> sat at a desk at what's the big conference that they do around it? The one that's Starcast. You know, on Starcast, yeah. So I was sat at a desk at Starcast, uh while of all people, the man no, now known as Carrion Cross, uh and his lovely other half were sat opposite us doing um uh, do do tidings, do, do doing photos and stuff, and I was sat there live streaming at my desk NXT UK Takeover while well, about four other absolute nerds gathered around behind us. It was a it was a glorious moment,
1: really yeah. <laughs> a glorious nerd union. I like it. Um, yeah, t- I mean, I would add obviously, I think an all time NXT Takeover matches Tyler Bay and Pete Dunne as well mm-hmm. from Chicago. So you, you just those three matches. On his resume already like that. To me, that stands up against anybody. So there are
2: people who don't have three matches that good in their whole career on a big stage. Like yeah. not even close.
1: Like to, I've said this before. And, and some people have been like, you can't say that yet because he's too young or whatever. I seriously think he's in the top 10 performers in WWE now, now like any, any brand. Yeah. 24, I, I whatever. He's in the top 10. Now you put him in there with anybody. Pete Dunne's like that too. You put him in there with anyone. And they will give you like an amazing matchup. Amazing, not just good. Like um, if you put Tyler Bate in there with Braun Strowman, it'd be the best match of his career. I'm telling you, right? Same as like a Daniel Bryan with either of those two.
2: It would be insane. So I, I that Daniel Bryan comparison is really interesting because I think there's part of me that... I was trying to, I was, when you were saying it, I was, I was trying to kind of formulate a bit of a top 10 in my head. And the only problem I have with mentioning Tyler Bay in there is purely the lack of in-ring work we've seen over recent times. Um, I There was that little part of me that was like, I, I wouldn't put him in there for that reason. But I think that's the only reason. And now that he's back on TV again, he'll probably get back in there pretty sharpish.
1: while we are on the home straight here let's get to two ultra
2: chats that we have how, how are we on the home straight already this is astonishing I, I feel like it's, we've only been here 10 minutes
1: I do this every night of the week will it's a fun time let me tell you it flies uh mark board is first up and he says hi Alex will you know he's giving
2: us the hyphen we're like we're I love. like it what yeah. Would be what would be our hyphen name? I mean McGavin sounds just a bit too Irish <laughs> slash Scottish, doesn't it? So like a
1: poor man's Magruba or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I like it.
2: I don't um, think our names go together, I've got to say. We'll find a way. Assuming Oscar and Sasha lose their
1: rematches, plus if Drew loses his, though it seems unlikely if he does. Where do you guys think they go from here? Askers title reign was criminally booked. <laughs> it pretty much was. <laughs> yeah. Plus, Sasha has lost four of her last five matches. A reset? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think you reset Sasha. I think she's just turned. She's better as a heel. Let her find her feet in that regard again, for sure. And, you know, she... <sighs> But uh, Shasta Banks is the, kind of, is the kind of person, like, she needed a good title reign, like she just had, right? And I say good, I mean in length and defences, not good. Uh, but she she is somebody who, you know, you put her on TV, she's a superstar, she's going to do great things. She's a valuable part of the show. Now, Asuka, she's going to be a part of this Rhea Ripley, um, Charlotte Flair thing, she's not going to be the focal point. And it's a it's a shame that WWE don't view her that way, but they've just, in their eyes, again, putting
2: on that fabled but criminal Vince McMahon hat, she's... She, What's <laughs> more criminal, the Vince McMahon hat or Asuka's WWE uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. all of his title booking? Maybe
1: they go hand in hand. Um, I, I'm really trying to say Asuka every time. I always say Oscar. Um So, yeah, I think... She, she'll kind of be left out of the picture, for, for which is a shame. But in WWE's mind, they'll think, well, we just gave her a big run as champion. So I don't see that happening again soon. Uh, Drew, what do you think, Will? Because ah, a part of me thinks maybe they keep it on Bobby until like a Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. I don't know.
2: There, there is a part of me, and I think it's, it's easier on the men's side. Because they've built up a, a re like it's unpopular to say this, but the WWE may a little uh, I'll start again as if I was doing radio and <laughs> a pre record. <laughs> the the yeah, where is producer Harry was just here a minute ago, <laughs> we could have got him on screen for a first ever appearance. Yeah, um, I think the men's mid card of WWE when you consider. Sami Zayn's work right now, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Cesaro, like uh, even like the little Nakamura push, which didn't last very long, but showed that he still has a great ability in ring. There is a whole mid-card of guys that I would happily see Drew work with for a while. And to make those New Japan comparisons even further from earlier, like have him go on a bit of an Akada run, have him get broken down and have to build up again and take a bit of time over telling that story, have him win the title back in front of fans eventually, but don't necessarily need to do it immediately as long as they keep that in the mindset. My problem is a classic WWE issue with long-term storytelling. Uh On the women's side, that's more difficult because Sasha has been in the main event picture for essentially... The entirety of the last year, and prior to that, a lot of time before it, you can see the tag title run and everything as well, she's always been up there in a big, big way. So how do you take her and suddenly start pissing her in the way that the women's midcard is b- booked right now, which is bang average tag matches and multi-woman six women matches and just like, I don't see a, a clear and obvious fit at the moment.
1: If they couldn't find a midcard story for
2: Bailey. For Bailey at WrestleMania,
1: right? What's the hope that they're going to find one for anyone else? And like they couldn't even, they had Mickey James there, right? If you're not going to do, if you're going to do one thing with Mickey James, even if you just did one, you would tell a story of a, a, a lady trying to get to her legendary level, surpass her, uh, make a name off her name, because Mickey James has a name. Uh, and yet, WWE, in all their infinite wisdom, they couldn't do that. And you can't tell me that months out from WrestleMania, they went, whoa, 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 hold off on giving Bailey something. The Bellas are going to be in town. They, they can drop her in front of everyone. That will be the payoff that we all want. It's just ludicrous. Like, they literally only had the title matches on WrestleMania. And I think Natalia had to fight hard, we've learned, just to get the turmoil part of that in so that more women got on the card. I have zero faith. In WWE, crafting those stories right now, and it's a shame because they have all of the talent, they really do. And you think when Becky's going to return? Charlotte, obviously being a main fixture, when she returns down the line as well, man, it's frustrating. I, I still, I'm, I'm actually not over the fact that Bailey didn't get a match at WrestleMania. I, I seriously, am struggling to comprehend that they just at the last minute went, well, you know, we'll do the Bella's thing.
2: The Bella's thing. Was the one thing from Mania I hated more than anything else, and I'm including. <laughs> I'm including having the. Uh, it's amazing. In fact, I'm going to say it. And uh, amazing <laughs> that the Tamina push that appears to have happened oh. post-Mania from within talent who have all appeared to like get her back. It's kind of nice to see, but she's still a terrible sports entertainer. Let's say not wrestler. Yes, yeah, she's say. not.
1: She's not stature Banks.
2: Uh it's it's it was really frustrating to see. I think Bailey is as entertaining as they come and, and helped. Between Asker, Bailey and Sasha, they carried that whole division through the pandemic. And okay, yes, you lost uh, Rhonda, a couple of years earlier, yes, you lost Charlotte for a period of time. Yes, you lost Lost Becky is probably a horrible way to describe somebody going off and achieving their dream and having a child. But they lost Becky in terms of who, how they could book the the division, etc. And those three women just took it and they banged it on their shoulders and they carried it with a little bit of a shout out for Carmella when she uh, when she was given her opportunities. Yeah. But, mm. yeah, I... Um, I've completely lost my train of thought on it, to be honest. Don't uh, worry, we, we, I'm, we I'm angry that Bailey didn't get something at Mania. That's that's the final answer to. <laughs> it. That's the crux of the point. Yeah, here. yeah that's where you we know? are. Uh, whilst, the, whilst the women in NXT are doing it, like just yeah. nailing it, yeah. nailing
1: it, and now they've got Saray, they've got Taya, they they
2: nailing it. Whilst at the same time, a mention for Take On and Hikaru Shida from AEW this past week. I mean. Take Conti, uh, how that is a talent you've allowed out the doors based on what we've seen from her just this week alone. If that's the first time you've seen her in the ring, you are astonished anyone could have let her out the door. But they've been building her really nicely over a period of time. It was a great, great match. Really brutal, really well set out. And uh, yeah, there's some brilliant women's wrestling out there right now. It's just not happening on the WWE main card outside of the main event.
1: Yeah, and it's worth noting as well that we spoke to Gianna Perazzo this week. He'll be on Talk Wrestling Monday. Another lady who's absolutely killing it right now. She's been having a tremendous run. Just retired Jazz a couple of weeks back. Like, man, she. If you think about these are the talents that WWE could afford to let go. Apparently, so my word. Uh, Matty five five two one says, "Hey, Alex and Will, how are you both? I'm good. Will, are you good?" I, I'm I'm great.
2: I am genuinely great. I've just seen that I've had a message from you saying it's showtime, brother, at eight o'clock. So I'm sorry. I've only just seen that. Again, I told you the talks about Wi-Fi is dreadful. I wasn't lying.
1: <laughs> and uh, he says, love the talk wrestling show. Thank you. That means a lot to us. Uh, love the haircut, Alex. That, that, that means equally as much. Uh, what would you both say is the best wrestling show you've been to based on its location, Tourist-wise, wow, that's a question. And why? Looking forward to SmackDown tonight. Enjoy your weekend. No, Matty, you enjoy your weekend. Um,
2: (laughs) I really thought you were going to go after him. That that
1: change of pace there was... Yeah. Um, Yeah, fuck, no. Um, Yeah, location-wise, man, that's tough. Uh, I love getting out to America, obviously. Uh, I'm not going to pick the O2. Um, Yeah, Probably New York for SummerSlam. Probably. I'll tell you why. Because uh, while I was there, I was with a good friend of of ours, Bobby, who is just one of the greatest human beings of all time. Not Lashley. No, he's uh, my cameraman, actually. Bobby Emanuel. And we managed to get around. We saw Central Park. And then one of the interviews that we did, ironically, speaking of the Bellas, was Nikki Bella. We had, it was like a -A Make-A-Wish thing. Dolph Ziggler, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins. Good lineup. And it was like you know, I think it's called the One Tower now, where the Twin Towers used to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, it was on like the 126th floor, something r- ridiculous like that. So we're standing there talking to them. I'm looking out at this view of like literally the entire of New York, and I was like, "What am I doing here? Like, <laughs> this is absolutely amazing." And then we had like uh, a 2K launch party was there as well. Snoop Dogg was the DJ, handing what? out. He was handing out his uh, his j which I promptly had some with, even though it was about 17th hand. But I was like, I shared a J with Snoop Dogg, technically. And that I took it to the bank, Will. But anyway, um, the, the it was just amazing, right? There was a whole red carpet of superstars to interview. Like I said, free drinks. We're in like this major spot in New York. Snoop Dogg's on the decks with Sasha Banks. It was just like, again, wow, what a trip. Um, so I think New York, I'd never been to New York either. But where I met Will, Bourbon Street, is a close
2: second. No, New Orleans was special. New Orleans was special because the wrestling was special. The return of Daniel Bryan, even though I'll forever hate how they booked that match, seeing Take Alive absolutely loved it. Um, going to like, oh, well, that takeover in New Orleans was just insane. The six man ladder match to start it. The, t- the, tag match with Pete Dunne getting screwed over and the fourth member going into Undisputed Era. The main event with Gargano and uh, just the whole thing was, was sensational. The whole trip getting to hang out with Alex, obviously a huge part of it. Being out on French Street till four, five, six in the morning a couple of nights. Yeah, it was it was stunning. Um, I want to go and see, like, wrestling in places that I've not been before, though. Like, I want them to take a mania to, like, Nashville or somewhere like that. Like, I'm not okay. a big country music guy, yeah. but Nashville <laughs> okay. is meant to be – it's meant to be a great party city. Like, it's meant to be the country music equivalent of New Orleans. Um, so yeah, if we're talking stateside. Uh, I, you know, UK. I just I love a, a dingy club anywhere in London. Really, mm, <laughs> just yeah. give me a ring and some low lights and some drunken men with beards. Ideally, not just drunken men with beards, but that's what it appears to be. <laughs> <of the> <laughs> yeah, and I must. I'm, I am ready to go.
1: Doing um, the the first ever NXT UK takeover at the uh, the ballroom in Blackpool was really cool. Very yeah. intimate, tight, uh, and obviously you go out in Blackpool after and stuff like that was cool. Um, I have a great photo of Will asleep in a photo booth in New Orleans
2: <laughs> because he is was, drunk. Was that actual sober. mania night or was that the, was that take uh, I want to say
1: it was raw. Was you there for
2: raw? I was there for raw. Actually it was raw. It, it was raw because I, I, I remember it was raw and we shouldn't be telling these tales outside out of school, but <laughs> we, as you were saying before, we were there with the guys from 2K doing some work with them and, um, they were fr- like, I've never been in an arena before. And I tell you what, that's one thing Brooklyn could do with is some cheaper drinks. Never been in an arena yeah. before, where if you buy a, like a spirit, they free pour it. And we got chatting to the bar staff and they were pouring us these kind of like, it was a gin and tonic in like a cup like that. And that much of it was gin. Like it was insane. And by the time we left that arena, I was an absolute mess. Um, So yeah, uh, yeah, that was a big night.
1: Elizabeth Stallion says New York City is the best. Last time I went there a dude offered me uh, offered to give me a lap dance if I bought his music CD which he was selling on the corner of Times Square. I mean, take that to the bank. Uh I I would love to do so. I've been I've done Vegas for AEW, but again, I was on my own. Like it would have been much more fun if I had Will or a squad with me. Unfortunately,
2: it was just solo. So, so Will or a squad, to be clear, because I am worth an entire squad. There
1: there you have it. It's a trade off. Um, I mean, it's not Vegas on your own just isn't the same. Um, and I would like to do a wrestling show at Madison Square Garden. I'm yet to do that. And when I say wrestling show, I mean WWE. I want to see WWE at their home. Um, and they would normally load up those shows. I, I would really love to do that.
2: I was there. I was at Madison Square Garden for um, when they did the uh, the New Japan versus Ring of Honor show, um, the G One Supercard. I was, it's mad to think that was like three years ago now blimey wow. um and the they did Ibushi Naito which was phenomenal Akada J White which was pretty dang good Zach Saber Jr against Tanahashi which was really good um but the the kind of the best thing part of the whole thing is we went in and we went up to where our 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 media seats were and there's a guy that I know who works for a, a St. Louis based radio station and he um he basically took his like media wristband thing and they had the, the top bit was sold and the bottom bit was sold, but like where the boxes are around the outside weren't sold. Right. And he like went up to the bit where the, he basically just started wandering around and flashing his media wristband to people and they were just letting him in places. And he just texted me just going, if you go to the, the, the stairwell behind, you can get into where the VIP boxes are. We're like, so I sat in a box at Madison Square Garden to watch all of that. Wow. Weirdly, with all the guys from What Culture, like Phil and uh, Simon, wasn't there that night. Um, although they did come and meet us later. Like um, uh, all, just all those Geordies, all those Geordies came and sat with us, and it was great. It was a really ridiculous night.
1: Yeah, ridiculous. you love those memories. I mean. Um... uh, The thing about New Orleans is my memories are skewed because of hand grenades and (laughs) other treacherous drinks that they have there. You will get lit up quick in New Orleans. Let me tell you that. Uh, Moving along to WrestleScope. It says, hey, you talk wrestling boys, with a Z. I like it. Um, Will, on Monday's show, you mentioned Money in the Bank is next for WWE. How's that card shaping up? LOL. Um, Yeah, I think Will might have misspoke. It is backlash. Did I
2: say... You did.
1: You did say, yeah. You said it was next, but it doesn't matter. It's fine. Um... It's, it's, it's uh, rest, backlash after WrestleMania next,
2: isn't it? That's what I thought it was, right? And I looked at a news article which said that they must have put the graphics wrong because I thought it was that, and I'd done that in my notes, and I was ready to go. I looked at this news article, and it said that they were the other way around. And so I made that announcement on radio. I they should not. Sold always you Always double source, Alex. Always double source.
1: WrestleScope <laughs> <laughs> uh, goes on to say, LOL, still predicting that Omega versus Swan ends in no title unification mox and Eddie show up in brackets alex love the haircut i had no idea my hair would get this much love but i will take it uh will before we have to wrap up here jesus nine o'clock prediction for omega swan i don't mean just who wins like fallout where we're we going
2: a no finish does seem like it makes a lot of sense i promise
1: that there wouldn't be one didn't they at the press conference they said there will be a winner <laughs>
2: Because they've never swerved us in wrestling before. <laughs> wow. uh, that's something that has literally never happened. <laughs> um, I am. Um, I'm. I, I'm a, I'm a, If there's gonna be a finish, I think Omega wins. I don't think you can do anything but that. And I think he's done a lot more. Like they haven't seen outside of the Good Brothers. We haven't seen much of much people coming over from Impact to uh, AEW, whereas we've seen him doing a lot on Impact TV. So for me, that's the only one that really makes any sense, unfortunately, even though I don't like a wrestling match where the, the ending is a bit signpost.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not nice when you can just straight up telegraph what's going to happen, right? But at the same time, <sighs> all respect to Rich one I do think he's a tremendous worker and stuff. Like, let's be honest, the story really is Kenny Omega going around collecting belts it seems to all be about him, it's not about Rich Swan and a certain him and AEW TV or anything, is it? It's all about Kenny Omega. It seems like Impact are the ones that are really benefiting from him being on their TV show for the most part. That's what it's about. Therefore, I see him picking up their title and continuing the story. Um, and then you know, you assume eventually someone down the line will take it off him and it will be a big deal for them. I-, I have to imagine that's where we're going.
2: Yeah, I I, I always think this with any kind of unification is the problem is, is that how do you then re-split the belts? You don't necessarily want it outside of giving them to like they did with NXT and outside of giving them to a face who will go, you know, in Keith Lee's case. No, the North American title needs to be one that can build people up. So I will give that title away. Essentially, it's a real struggle. And I don't want to see them, you know, go down the New Japan route of unifying the belts literally. Uh, and I still desperately hope that they split up the heavyweight and the intercontinental again and bring the belts back and etc. etc. I, I kind of feel like it has it might have to be Kenny Omega doing the heel version. He just goes, I'll collect all the belts and then they will mean nothing to me and I will hand them all back to their companies. But man, doesn't that denigrate impact? Doesn't that make them look just yeah? Less important?
1: I feel like I mean, and obviously, Don Callis is at the crux of all of this, who, who like shoot works for impact. I have to imagine it's with like the long-term goal of someone beating him and getting a big rub out of it. Like it's great in the awesome. short term for Kenny, everyone wins. It's just who do they make it the long-term winner? Uh, I don't know. I don't know at this point. I don't know how long in play they're going to make this story run. Because I, in my mind, I was like, well, they're going to do Kota and Kenny. They're going to do it. Oh, hang on a minute. Kota's lost the belts already. To Will Ospreay. So I was like, oh. I mean, not that I would have anything wrong with watching Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. But, you know, it was right there. Ibushi, Omega was right there. Anyway, I'm not going to moan about it. Oh, I- Will will bring out his Japanese wrestling fan voice. I will not do the Japanese <laughs> wrestling fan voice. I will not. But... You can hear that if you want, and a lot more from Will Gavin. See, I'm the king of segues. On Monday, we've talk wrestling, and we're going to be back... Coming for my job big time, brother. <laughs> you know, I've been sitting there patiently for years, watching Will do his, <laughs> do his ins and outs. And I was like, ooh, you wait you wait till you're sick, motherfucker. I am going to sneak on in your spot. No, not really. Um, I can't wait to be back with Will again on Monday, man. I'm really loving our show right now. I really am, Uh, talk wrestling. Uh, as you will see on Twitter, it's like, my pride and joy. I can't speak highly of it enough. I hope you join us at 7 till 09 Talksport 2. Get the app, listen to it online, all of that good stuff. Uh, like I said, we have Diana Perrazzo, we have Sin Cara, and we have Primate Live. I think it's live. Um, and then next week as well, Jeff Jarrett. You can get involved in that if you want, will. We've got Jeff Jarrett on the Friday um, doing a little pre record for the show following week. So we've got stuff lined up. And. I'm working on an AEW interview. It's not Tony Khan, because I really am working on that. But it's a big star. A big star. He just did a bit of a crossover, Will.
2: Look at this. Look at this. See, this is how we'll find just stuff out. Teasing. Just just, <laughs> just spreading those seeds. Just just letting us know. Just like letting
1: it. I'm letting them know, Will. We stay busy, man. We stay busy for their
2: entertainment. I love it. Absolutely love it.
1: So without further ado, please, guys, do follow Will Gav. I know several of you have.
2: They have. I, they're coming in in their droves, honestly. Someone's even specifically tweeted me to say how much they've enjoyed the show before it's even finished. So thank you for the love.
1: Lovely stuff. I'm glad that we could finally make this happen, Will. You'll have to come back again in the near future, my friend. Next
2: time I'll be on the HD camera with the ring light and it will be – actually, there is a ring light in the studio, so I'll just make myself look pretty for the last 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, look at that. Listen Something up. nobody needs to see. It was Listen. too bright, way too bright.
1: Yeah, but the beard glistened majestically, <laughs> with banana milkshake.
2: Just sticking out of it.
1: <laughs> I saw when it very briefly sat in your beard, and, and you you were on that. You were like, no, 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 no.
2: Yeah, <laughs> not just a pretty they- face, mate.
1: Thank you to everyone who has tuned in tonight. Uh, we really appreciate your custom and your ultra chats. We will catch you next Tuesday. I'll be back with Louis for the phone in 8 p.m. right here resting Daily. Then it's SP3, the real reason I want to go back to New York. And Steph Chase will be here on Thursday before we have another guest host on Friday. So thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can find Will Gav. He has all kinds of shows on TalkSport, TalkSport 2. But most importantly, on Mondays with myself, that'll be Talk Wrestling. Until then, guys, Thank you so much. Take it easy. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye.